Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There is a real push to get to this four-day work week, and you hear more and more talk about it. And I think certainly after the pandemic and people working from home, the idea of cutting it down from five days a week to four <laughs> sounds very appealing to two for some. Uh, boy, if we could just not work now. like we are, mm. We are really taking this, you know, me time from the pandemic oh, to yeah. a new level. Absolute children is all we are. I, I really think... The pandemic uh, took us back to about 11 years of age because we all just pout and scream and yell right. when we don't get our way. It's like a big snow day. I don't want to work. Can't you just pay me? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so uh, many workers are making the point saying, look, all my responsibilities, I can get done in four days. Right. You know, uh, on average, workers estimate that they are productive for an average of about 31 hours a week. Some say they're only productive for about 20 hours a week. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is we're really not all nearly as productive as we claim we are. No, no, not at all. We want our uh, our loved ones to think we're just carrying the weight on the world when we come home. Meanwhile, you've, uh, you know, been so stressed you've had to go for eight cigarette breaks <laughs> during the day. There is a real difference, though, because there, there is an element that just, you know, I don't want to be stuck at home. Mm. And, and I'd rather... You know, listen to to radio or so, something mm-hmm. to, to for my drive. I don't mind sitting in a little bit of a commute yep. to to have that break and then go to work. Yeah, I think it's a very adult thing to do, and and uh, and I think it's also good for your children to see you get up and leave the house because then they realize, okay, there there's my parent being responsible. Mm. Um, so anyhow, I, there was an experiment in the UK done with the four day work week, and and it was successful. Both employers and employees were happy with it. I don't know that we can get that change done here, and certainly it can't be across the board for everything and everyone. You don't want, like, hospitals. Right. You know? yeah. And we're only open four days a week now. It so. wasn't there either, right? I think, and, you know, firefighters have proved that you don't have to work four days a week. You work one day yeah. every two weeks. Yeah. And still get the job done if you've got the right workforce. Especially, too, the uh, the days a buddy of mine was a firefighter, or still is a firefighter. And, you know, you go, as much as the job is incredibly stressful and you see all sorts of horrific things over a career, that you can go for a stretch where you're just in, kind of wiping down the fire trucks, having a barbecue, yeah. sleeping. Those are the good days. Yeah. There are, listen, there are, and I know quite a few firefighters that have gone through a lot mentally mm-hmm. with what they've had to see and oh, witness. Oh, sure. It's like being a paramedic. Mm-hmm. Brutal. For sure. I don't, uh, I wouldn't want the job. I couldn't do the job. I'm certainly not built for it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I would predict uh, that eventually this four-day work week will become uh, more of a thing or, or a, a thing. Certainly, if, if you're in any line of politics and trying to get voted in somewhere, I would say use that as one of your platforms. Just wait until the p- teachers get the memo, though, that we're not going four days there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because geez. everyone thinking about a four-day work week is not thinking about having their kids at home on that fifth day. Uh, isn't a teacher's schedule much like a firefighter's? <laughs> Don't they work about one day a month? A list was put together of some of the best TV theme songs from the 70s. Now, back in the 70s, uh, a lot of TV theme songs were actually like top 40 hits. Okay. You know, Happy Days and this type of thing. They actually made the top 40. Nowadays, like when you, well, even going back to like Seinfeld, you just get the stinger or that little, you know. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, Friends was different, right? The Rembrandts. Yeah, 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 that's true. That was probably the last time that a a TV uh, theme song had... uh, 
had like a full full tune. Right. And, and a lot of times these uh, TV theme songs were more memorable than the show itself. But on this list of the best TV theme shows from the 70s, Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, Partridge Family, Laverne and Shirley, Love Boat, Welcome Back, Cotter, of course, Happy Days, Different Strokes. Mary, Mary Tyler Moore Show. But the number one song, it is believed, from the 1970s TV was this theme song. Really? It was a good one. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about WKRP was the opening theme song was excellent and very catchy. But it was the closing theme song that I always found so intriguing because I watched all those episodes. I have it on DVD. I love the show. To this day, I do not know what the hell they're singing in the closing theme song. I don't song. remember the closing song. it up and nobody seems to know the lyrics really yeah it's very strange catchy but very strange were you a krp fan uh the little bits of it i watched i mean i was very young when that show was on so i i i don't remember much of it i remember little bits and pieces and of course i've seen the highlights of some mm-hmm. turkey episode and all that coming up yeah every time i hear it or see it i realize we lost dr johnny fever and uh, the big question always with KRP was, were you a Jennifer or Bailey fan? Much like the old Gilligan's Island, right? Were right, you, uh, yeah. Marianne or Ginger. Obviously, you would have gone Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I was still G.I. Joe at that point. <laughs> but I, uh, I was always a Bailey guy. This starting early sucks. (laughs) I like that 7 a.m. start. No doubt. That's far better for me. (laughs) Notice the last uh, few mornings driving in and then driving home. There's two gas stations uh, very close to me across the street from one another. But on the way in, they're always a good 10 cents apart in price. Right. Like it'd be like 157 at one and 147 at the other. Some gas stations drop their prices overnight. Yeah. And then on the drive home, they've matched up. Yes. Uh, it's all a big yeah. scam. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Yeah. They're out to get you. Yeah. So anyhow, you, uh, if you gotta get some gas, get it early. It looks like it's cheaper than, than when the uh, the sun comes up. I uh, I've been consider- considering as I've been moving stuff from the back of the house and the shed up to the garage and changing summer over towards winter slowly. That I should probably get some gas for the snow blower because mm-hmm. I tend to wait until it's way too late. I.e., the snow is covering my driveway before I even look to see if I have gas for the snow blower. Now I don't think we're getting to that point anytime soon, but I gotta actually 
looking at the weather forecast, contemplate putting gas in the lawnmower and giving it another run. I uh, I cut my grass about a week or so ago, and then I noticed my uh, my neighbor yesterday out cutting his, and I thought, you know what, I could probably give it another run. Ours could use it, and I thought, you know, is it... Is it okay to do that if it's frosty in the morning? Is it already dormant? What's happening? But the golf courses are still going, so I guess yeah. it's all right. And somebody I had heard years ago, somebody saying you should leave your grass a little long for the winter. Right. Because it helps in the spring with, like, the weeds not setting in and such. So. Oh, well, then I'll just leave it, <laughs> yeah. leave it knee high then. It'll be fine. Yeah, every time around, uh, every year around this time, I start thinking I should probably get some sort of snowblower because I'm still a shovel guy. And uh, in the 10 years of living in the house we're in, with all that sidewalk I have, I right. do that all by shovel. Yeah, that's uh, that's ridiculous, to be honest. And, and, I mean, you don't need the, the big, you know, massive walk-behind thing or an ATV with a plow shovel on the front of it. Mm. You know, they have the... Generally, snow blower thrower um, that that you know I have one. It does a decent job, but you'll find what what's happening now is that you either don't get enough, where it's like, oh man, I look like an idiot pulling this thing out when I could shovel it with one hand, <laughs> or you get so much that it gets bogged down and you, yeah. you're doing more work to push the thing through it. I see, I see a lot of guys uh, in my neighborhood. They're older men, so they have the snow blower because they're not. Uh, at a point in their life where shoveling that much snow would be good for their health. But it seems like the snowblower is bad for their health, too, because they're constantly fighting just to get the thing going. Yeah, happens often. Um, speaking of which, as we get towards kind of winter and winter rules, the, the parking enforcement, I think, has changed over since we hit November 1st. Mm. And people in my neighborhood are flipping out online because I guess they're getting tickets for parking below the sidewalk line. Um, if your car hangs over at all, then... It, well, it shouldn't. You shouldn't be hanging over the side. Well, exactly, right? But they're they're getting tickets for parking down there. And, and you know, one person said they get a $300 ticket, which I can't imagine huh. for parking on the bottom half of your driveway, which, you know, has always been the city's part, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's one of these kind of weird bylaws that happen where the city owns that part of it, Unless something happens to it, and then you got to pay for it. Yeah, when somebody falls because you didn't salt it, <laughs> and they sue you instead of the city. Well, if they're so concerned about the sidewalk, they could come and shovel it for me. True. Uh, because they will do the main road uh, sidewalks, but uh, not the uh, side streets. Yeah, we're heading into that time of year once again. Oh, joy, oh, bliss. We're all fatigued. What are we fatigued from? We're well, fatigued. Well, maybe because you're working a full shift today. That's This uh... has been hard. I, <laughs> like, it's only 8-11. I've been here three hours. That's too much. So much easier when you show up halfway through. Perfect yesterday. This, uh, uh, yeah, yesterday I got here just after 7, was gone at 9.01. <laughs> Perfect. Back on my couch. Doug Elliott sent me a couple of links for alarm clocks I yesterday. Saw, saw that. <laughs> I didn't know RCA was still in business, but apparently still selling alarm clocks. I didn't even sleep last night. I was so afraid of sleeping, and I just sat there on my bed <laughs> staring at the clock. I actually had my phone set, and I have, I do have an old alarm clock that sits beside the bed. So I had to check it to make sure it even works because it's just there to see the time, and uh, it actually works. So I set it for uh, for four fifteen. Is the backup? Yeah, I think I'm going to keep going with that. So uh, we're all fatigued. What are we fatigued from? We're fatigued from tipping. We have had enough of it. 
It feels oh. like we're tipping everybody all the time, and at least uh, many of us are uh, tipping at least five people a week. Right. I I can totally understand that. There was the pandemic generosity. We yep. felt bad for businesses and uh, and employees who were struggling through that time or out of work. Um, you know, especially restaurants and and service staff. And so we were being extra generous generous with tips in in that. Now that everyone is feeling the pinch, uh, we're starting to turn around and say, hang on a second. You know, I, I, I might not be able to afford to, to tip that much. Um, we're fatigued by it all, but uh, we still leave tips even when we don't want to. And most say because they just don't want to look like a jerk and they don't want to seem cheap. Right. But tipping is so random and rare. Like there's things we will tip on that we won't tip on something else. You know, someone hands you a drink, a beer, and you we tip them. Somebody makes you a beautiful sub sandwich, we won't give them an extra buck. Right. They've gone to some effort. They they made a sandwich right yeah. in front of you. Yeah, it is true. Uh, you know, we, we look at that, that fast food industry yeah. and think, well, that's, you know, that's just their job. Well, I guess we also, and, and I don't know this to be true, but, but I know that, of course, wages have gone up for fast food. I think what's minimum wage, you know, 15 bucks an hour yeah. or something like that. I, I, has it increased like that for uh, liquored uh, licensed servers, restaurants, yeah. servers? It's gone up as well. Maybe we still think, maybe it's still in our head right. that they're not getting as much, but they're surviving on their tips because mm-hmm. that's always the way it worked forever. Well, and the things with with the tips in those uh, scenarios, like the fast food ones, it's a pooled tip, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're they're sharing with whatever they get. Yeah. Um, yes, I know some servers servers have to tip back to the um, bar staff or or staff in behind the you know, chefs and that cook staff that kind right. of thing. But for the most part, they're they're walking away with a pretty healthy chunk of it, and they're not declaring it either. And even though we're uh, we're tired of all the tipping because the holiday season is coming, we're going to start tipping more. I'm I'm usually uh, at this point the twenty percent guy. I was fifteen percent forever, but then pandemic, as you said, right. and you get a little more generous. So I went up to twenty. Now I'm I'm pretty much twenty percent all the time. You know, it has gotten incredibly bold with the preset tip amounts, mm-hmm. where. You know, one, it was like 10, 15, 20 and, or 10, 15, 18. Then it's become, you know, 15, 18, 20. Now you're seeing up to like 25, 30% yeah. as options to tip. And one person noted too that when they put that option on there, it's on the entire bill, including the tax, which, you know, before when you were setting the tip, you always looked at the first amount. Sure. And then tip based on that, not including the tax. Like my response to that is, you know, in today's day and age in this economy, if you can still afford to eat out, you can afford to tip even on the tax. I I, I think it all it depends on your your laziness, to be honest. Right. Because if we're choosing option one, two, or three, then we're just admitting that we're lazy. We don't want to do the math. Mm. We don't want to leave a set amount. Um, we, we just want to tap. Most of us don't even want to touch a button. Just, just tap. In fact, if I have to insert the chip and put my pin in, I, I get annoyed at that. <laughs> so yeah, we just, all right, fine, 18%, boom, tap, go. I, uh, one of the things I really appreciate about the self checkout in the grocery store now, and they have this, uh, at almost all stores, 
But, you know, when you go to a cashier and they'll say, hey, would you like to donate to the food bank or to this bank or that? Right. And you feel guilty for saying no. Right. But now when you self-checkout, it asks you that. And you can hit no thanks and not have to respond to anybody. Although I've seen a meme going around that people are starting to get annoyed with the self-checkout because now they've put the self-checkout, but they put like a barrier at the end of the self-checkout mm. to stop people or at least uh, allow their employee to check to make sure that you've checked all their goods, to which people are saying, and listen, if you're trusting me mm-hmm. to do my own checkout, then trust me. If you're not going to put someone there to check out the grocery, don't put someone in there to check that I did your job for you. Well, I think one of the problems they're finding now is because they won't uh, hand out the bags anymore and you got to come in with your own grocery bag. I think a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this, or I don't even know that it's guilty, I just do it. Instead of grabbing a cart or a basket, if I'm only grabbing three or four items, I'll take in my shopping bag and I'll just throw them all in there. Now what you have is you have people then walking through the self-checkout. It looks like they paid for it because it's already in the bag. And so they're probably having a lot of groceries being stolen. Well, but as we've learned the last time we checked, the grocery stores aren't hurting. No, no, I, yeah, right. Of so, you know, if you are, you're worried about theft, you're worried, then you know what? Go back to giving the one cent bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then if that, I understand that, you know, there's an environmental consequence to it as well. But at the same time, if you were so concerned about people carrying their own bags in, then either don't have a self-checkout so that your person can monitor what's going into that bag or figure something out because it's, it's all put on the consumer. The Westons have to eat. <laughs> yes, they do. Should women be allowed to go topless in public? Some places already uh, allow it. It's I don't even know. Is there a, a fine attached to a woman walking down the street without uh, a top on or a trying bra? to remove that fine at one point in time and, and allow it. I can't remember what the actual ruling was on yeah. it, but you know, still people freak out about breastfeeding in public. So. No, it's true. We go insane, don't we? Um, anyhow, uh, not many of us, actually. Funny enough, only a quarter of us think women should have the right to let it all hang out. This is such a North American thing. I mean, you go to Europe and it's just a different mentality, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they're boobs for crying out loud. Now, listen, that being said, as a fella, I, I can tell you, uh, I'm always enamored with them. I'm right. a huge fan. Never get tired of seeing them. I've often said to the lovely Maria, how how do you have those with you all day long and not play with them? Like, how are you not looking down at them and just turned on? She goes, well, it's a little different when you own them. Right. I guess, I guess so. Probably. But uh, somewhere along the way, you know, as a teenager, most guys, when we first see the boobs, we are just so beside ourselves. Mm-hmm. Especially when the first time you ever got to see them for real <laughs> or got to touch one. <laughs> like, holy, I've got a boob in my hand. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is the most amazing thing. Right. Yeah, the, North America is a little backward that way when it comes to how we react to things mm-hmm. or how we predict people will react. And so, you know, can't possibly have them out because people will send people a flutter. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of women just being self-conscious, the idea of walking around topless, because they know every dude is just going to be, you know, leering at them. Right. And they already do leer at them when they're all covered up. So, so yeah, only uh, about a quarter of us uh, think they should be allowed to let it all hang out. 
And it's not so shocking that men are much more in favor of it than women. No way. And old dudes, by far. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which shows that we, it's, it's, well, we get childlike as we get old. Right. So we want to get back to the, we want to be breastfed again as old men. <laughs> right back. You got to, insurance in there? <laughs> back to the cradle we go. And again, again, we, you know, when you like talk about like nude beaches and stuff, it's always kind of the, the woman or the man that shouldn't be walking around nude that is. Right. We all believe, hey, if women could walk around topless, it would yes. be runway models. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Careful what you wish for. It's your grandmother. <laughs> They've made incredible improvements in push-ups and padding. Yeah. So, you know, you might not get exactly what you're expecting. Have you ever been to a nudist beach? Uh, I remember uh, going to Orient Beach. I was a kid at the time. And your parents took my, you there? My dad wanted to go to <laughs> check out Orient Beach, of course. Of course he did. <laughs> he wanted to ogle. And, uh, uh, and your mom didn't go? Just the two of you went? No, I think I think my mom went, yeah. but I don't, I don't think they partook. Well, they certainly didn't partake, and they didn't stay there long. Yeah, I, we was were there, one too. of those. It was like, hey, they've got this beach here, really. Let's see what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's in Saint Martin, and uh, and I don't know. Uh, there must, of course, obviously, there's other ones, but it seems to be the most well known. And uh, yeah, the lovely Maria and I went as well. And and I, again, I saw like I don't know how old you were when you went there with your parents, but there was like, and again, this is a European thing because you'd hear people talking, and it'd be different languages and. There would be like mums walking down the beach, like nude, with their like thirteen-year-old son walking beside them. Right. This is very strange. <laughs> it's very European. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the old joke: if you're Canadian in the kitchen and you're uh, American in the bedroom, what are you in the bathroom? European. Right. It's a dad joke. Um, so we went to Orient Beach, and I do remember Maria getting naked. I don't remember that I. Was she fully naked or just topless? I want to say just topless. Okay. But even then, I was like, all of a sudden, I was security. Yeah. <laughs> Look the other way, dude. Look the other way. And I should have been, yeah, I'm tapping that. That's right. You <laughs> need to lets, be confident in what you're she doing. She lets this question mark of a physique get on top of her. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.